four words. We need to talk. It's not this. He's not rolling. <laughs> Are you rolling, Abisha? Oh, my man. Oh. <laughs> I've been shooting with him. You ain't. Okay. My, my heart is just warm because right here, like, we actually have a poet at the table. Okay. Could you guess? Could you guess which one is the poet? Uh, I'll go with her because she got the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you say me? Because I actually like you. I know you. Like, I know you. So you said yes. So how long have you been doing poetry? Oh, how long have I been doing poetry? Jeez, uh, I want to say since like 2010, 2011. Same. Oh wow. Same. I started in 2010. Yeah. Started in I heard you a legend in Houston. Yeah, you know. Oh, now, you know, let me take it back. When I say 2010, 2011, like, it was, it took a minute to really grow because yeah. that first time, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> I really bombed. But yeah, eventually, once I started to realize my purpose in poetry, so that was the thing for me. At first, I was trying to sound like everybody that I heard, all the spoken word, the mm -hmm. slam voice. And I was just like, I am self-country. I don't sound. <laughs> so when you say your purpose, what do you mean your purpose? So my purpose is that I speak for the people to the people, not to poets. Okay. Yeah. And so that's my thing. So once I figured that out, when I saw how my words, my storytelling would connect to just regular audience members, that's when I realized that, okay, this is my tribe, not poets. Wow. So that's why I never really got into slamming and things like that. Cause I'm not speaking to poets. I'm speaking to the people. That's what I'm talking about. I love that. I love that. We also have another writer at the table besides me and yourself. Cause you're an original OG writer. Go <laughs> <laughs> man. Neil right here, man. He is like a director of wellness at Spelman University. He's also, he has his own wellness company, man. Does a lot, man. He's a kingdom dude. Met him a while back, and I just like I've never been able to just let go of this cat, man. Like, thank you for being here, brother. You are the new. I'm really, I'm really appreciative, and I got to hear a little bit of your testimony and how you got where you are right now. Super inspiring, man. Yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to sell your business or anything like that. <laughs> this, dude, this dude is like he's about that life inside and out, not just on the physical, but the spiritual as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. said. It's been a journey, yet it's been a worthwhile journey. Um, growing in my faith or maturity, I'll say, has truly opened up so many doors of just opportunity and art for me to reach people with my testimony and story. Yeah. As I was sharing with you, I, I didn't know at the time where it would lead me, but it's so amazing to look back on the path to see how God has ordered my steps to every season of my life. And so it's powerful and how it's also connecting so many other layers of my identity and even my profession and being at Spelman, I'd say it all coincides with God's overall purpose for my life. And so it's beautiful to witness now. It's like now I'm on the outside, like God, do your thing, do yeah. your work. Because yeah. if what I've encountered thus far in light of God and, and the Holy Spirit guiding me, and leading me into my destiny, it's just a beautiful thing to witness. And now it's giving me so much joy just to continue to submit yeah. in that way. Yeah. So that I could see the steps that's being ordered just come to light, but also amass so much greatness in the key. So 
I, I like the, 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 the term or the phrase, you stepping back and you're watching his story. Yeah. Yeah. Like our lives is his, his just, his penmanship like unleashed. So we're yeah. watching his story. So I love that, man. That's really, really dope. So we're going to get right to it. We got some, you know, we got some questions for the table. You want to, you want to, I'll let you start. All right. Just right. Pace and Neil. Yeah. Okay. What's what your you? back? Well, I'm asking the question. <laughs> Hi, I'm the. <laughs> What's your favorite childhood movie? And I will first. Okay. Color Purple. Color Purple. I don't even, I just saw, no wait, I just saw, because he fell asleep during the, be quiet. He fell asleep during the new Color Purple. Oh. Come on. Now, I'll say I did not care for the whole musical because I felt like it left out certain details that really, that I really love from the first one. So yeah. I felt like you missed the, the, the moment and the passion that was in the other scenes, but the first color purple hands down, my favorite. I've watched it so many times. Before. You was just a, you you. Uh, so as a child, <laughs> yes, that's why. Yes. Yes. But also, I think this um, the new version. People like to say it's not the same as the old version. So it's a music. Yes. So if you come with that perspective that it's not going to be the same, yeah. that you had seen in the old okay. color purple. But I did take some newness from it that I didn't get. In the original, oh. yeah, like certain scenes that made me, you know, question because I did hear the book and from oh, the book yeah. and things were added into this. I believe that was the, not that, that was not yeah. the first one, right? And so it was interesting to see the storyline. Yeah. I love the storyline. I love from the beginning. Like, now that's good. The story, yeah, like it doesn't top the original, but. I love the storyline, how it was written throughout and how they came together at the end. Yeah. It was beautiful. Right. So, so that for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. In, in, the, in the musical, the original. <laughs> and then, so in the musical, so, so here's the thing. So I actually was able to see it before everyone. The premiere. Like, like, oh, she's been on the premiere like way, way before, before the. Oh. Um, so, and we were all in there like. Yeah, exactly. like, and the thing is, because I had to, because I'm not a musical person. Okay. And so when I had to put in my mind, this is a musical, and then on top of that, I knew why, you got Fantasia, you got, you know, Fantasia, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, and then I saw little pieces, so even like with the, with the first one, like, it didn't really show the, the pregnancy. And the, oh, that was very yeah, important. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, because you just, yeah. we just know, like, it's like they burst over it, but yes. that's when they actually show you. Yeah. And, and you see, like, oh my gosh, like, it's so, mm -hmm. how can she connect and want this child even though, like, it's, yeah. and you really start to really yeah. contemplate that. Those are my favorite parts, though. I, I said yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I better watch out. <laughs> What's your I'm gonna stick with the five bar beats. Okay. okay. Uh, how would you go? Yeah, he's, and now I think about it. I love musicals actually. Uh -huh. I grew up singing in a choir. Oh my eyes. So I've always, you know, loved mov movies that was like a lot of scene. Mm -hmm. okay. So, Five Heartbeats for me, it, it was like a soul, it's a move of the soul yes. for me. Just, did y'all have mustaches yeah. as babies? Like, <laughs> I bought something. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? What's yours? Cause Friday. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna take my movie and tuck it in my pocket. Mine was Lion King. I was a child. Like you can see all the oppression that came from y'all. What was your? Oh, 
rock beats. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, <laughs> right? It's comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was just what my mama watched. I was just watching. Y'all, 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 y'all have a teeny baby of a dude. Yeah, I saw my like it. You know who Bugs Bunny is? Yeah. Okay. I love Tweety Bird. Okay. This one, I need to make sure because I know what y'all need. I mean, I mean, what you're saying there by loyalty wasn't traumatic, but as, as a child, I watched that with my friends. And I cried. I cried. Like, my mama was in there. Uh, I was in there with a whole bunch of kids, and we just crying because we don't understand right. why we're about to die. Well, see, holistically, it was for you as a child because you had the fun singing, you had the, you know, all the animation, and you had the drama, the trauma, all of it in what? Yeah. You cannot beat Lion King. Lion King is shit. Lion King is No, it's not shit. Okay. okay. It's good for kids, but... You know how I'm just trying to make everybody feel like I feel. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Like child, I like Kung Park, but Lion King is a great movie for kids. If we want to do this, I'll be minus in the road. Yeah. That was going to be fun. Lion King is better. Next. So anyway. <laughs> so anyway, let me ask the table real quick. Can you cook? And if you can, what's the best, uh, best, uh, well, who you ask? Best dish every night. Can you cook? No, I mean, like, are you asking my kids? Are we asking you? Are uh, asking no, me? I'm asking you if you think you can cook. Yes, because don't ask none of them great, I got five ungrateful children. <laughs> well, no, my son, my youngest, no, the youngest, the three youngest, I'll give them credit. They do not honor still cooking. I can, two mm -hmm. older kids, but oh, they won't. They be hating on Why they don't? I, oh, the, you know, the, rude. Like that seven year old said, you was, she was oh, like, how, how, how was the food? She he was like, it was mid. <laughs> I said, mid. That's because they're so used to just getting what they want if we're out. Yeah. So they think we're supposed to eat out every single day. So if I cook, they just, they're rude. They're rude. Don't get confused nothing. Can y'all cook? Sound like my son. Okay. Yeah. I, sometimes. See, I think I can cook. And you can't. Yeah. And, and you can't. And it tastes good to me. And it does. <laughs> But he always has something slot to say. Yeah. Yeah. Let's confuse. I'll be healthy. Yeah. Your meals be healthy. Yeah. See. But yeah. I bet you it's good. I have nothing bad to say about you. I, I, I think I do pretty well. Yeah. What's your, what's, what's, the, what's your go-to that you could kill? You well, know, see, that's interesting because I'm, I live, live more of a vegan lifestyle. Oh. So. Okay. I. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> That is true, but uh, I don't. You know, I don't. I, I play around in the kitchen a lot. Since being vegan, I have to make sure I get my like protein yeah. and, okay. and enough nutrients. So I kind of play around. I don't have a brick necessary. Okay. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, I just like to play around with a few dishes. Okay. Okay. You got the vegan on deck. What about you? Can you? You could. Um, according to what everyone else says, yes. Oh. And you from Houston, right? Yes. Like, so my son has created this whole where they coming over my house to eat. And, and his, for him and his friends and stuff. So, yeah. And then when I go back to Houston, I always have to cook, uh, gumbo. That's like, my can, can you, you could, you could do that gumbo. Almost definitely. She could cook. Like they all ask me, like, I hear because everyone is vegan and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. so my gumbo pot kind of like, it doesn't go like, but in Houston, I can make this huge pot. It'll be about seven, eight people come over and it's gone. We're going to try that gumbo. Uh, <laughs> We're going to try it. Yeah, and then I cook all the things that, you know, grandma cooks. You know, okay, okay. did she cook? That's can, can I cook? I can cook. Okay. You, will you, you, you could testify. Now, here's the thing. I have a limited amount of dishes. Mm -hmm. I can only cook, like, the same, like, five or six things, but I've perfected them over time. Okay. Yeah, my, my, I got some good burgers, mac and cheese, and I got good sandwich dish that I make. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of spaghetti and that oh, curry. Yes. Curry that I make, all of those things. Be good. See, I see you make salmon. 
See, the easy stuff, I can't cook. I can't make rice. That's not easy. Me either. Rice is It's like, it's rice like rice yeah, I, it's, it's rice cooking. Rice. Yeah. yeah. With the rice cooker, that's good. Like it. So I just try to stick my fingers. Oh, I try to do it low, okay. And sometimes I get, sometimes yeah. I don't. But how you you make the gumbo? You had somebody else make the rice. I just make the rice. So if my auntie over there, she'll make the um rice because she don't like mushy rice. But oh yeah. Amen. So did y'all take different response when when you cook versus when you? No, they don't like it when he. Cooks. Sometimes they no, no. It's not that they don't like it. They're tired of the same, same thing. thing. Cause it'd be like Monday, Wednesday. I'm on the same little rhythm. You too. You too. So I used to the really good jump jambalaya pasta. Cause I've been wanting to perfect the jambalaya from scratch, and I found one. It's so simple, so easy. My son, like he calls everyone. He takes it even to school at his peak. Like everybody, it be gone. It it literally be gone, and it's so simple. So you gotta switch it up. Yeah. Okay. That you didn't Right. They're not great for children. I know. I know. They'll taste it and be like, mid. <laughs> Alright. You guys actually have an opportunity to ask questions to each other. And if we feel like chiming in, we'll chime in. We gonna chime in. That's yeah. <laughs> We're gonna chime in. Mm. Alright, you whoever has to you go first. <laughs> okay. Um your man comments on another woman's beauty and physique in your presence. Your response is, "Oh, if if not, if we on the same page, I'm like, oh, she sure is. I don't feel a problem with it. You not blind just because you're with someone. Like you see beauty, you see this. I mean, if someone have a big butt walk around, we bought. I'm gonna get someone like you. <laughs> you know, so that's just me. So I you're not jealous like that? No, because I think like that's kind of like that's lying to yourself that this person is not human." And that they're not going to see someone, because I'm going to see someone wow. who I see is attractive. That doesn't mean I'm going to act on it, but right. you can't, we can't say that we not have to see beautiful people. Right. I, from my perspective, as the husband or as the man in that situation, just out of respect, I wouldn't come in on another one's physique in front of me. On, I just wouldn't do that because, I mean, you may feel, not you in particular, a woman may feel like, oh, it's okay. I mean, yeah, she got a nice physique. But you don't know what that may do internally. Mm-hmm. And later on, it could come up. And if things are not perfect in the, are you dealing with certain things in the relationship? You could probably remember those moments that could tr- probably trigger you. Mm-hmm. Really I've never heard like anyone answer like that. Yeah. Most people always say they, would, they wouldn't mind constantly. So that needs me to give you a question. Okay. Then, does that mean you not want her to comment? Because you do not want to hear her say someone else looks. Yeah, what if she said, hey, that's, that guy has a nice outfit on. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to dictate her response. If that's what she choose to do, I mean, then that's her. Well, now my reaction to that, it would be, I mean, it's all about how you approach it. Like, it's just, if it's done with tact, if it's, if it's done with, oh, he's handsome or he's a, a nice looking guy. That's, I mean, we have eyes, yeah, right? Okay. But if you just all just drew them. You mean for Z, for Z. Okay, okay, I got you. So you don't want to comment on the look like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so okay. that right there for okay. is the extra. Oh, it just depends on how yeah. it's done. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Like, be, in about the friendship 
part of it. So I'd be thinking about it. I should be, I want to do it like how I would with my homegirl. Gotcha. I want my man to be like my homegirl. Like, of course, it's different. Yes, totally different. But, but yes. that comfortable to we, we kind of like, we laughing about it though. Like, and we know we're comfortable to where we know it's just like, but I get your point. Yeah. I really do. Like, I get it. So now I, I get both because what he said is really important. Knowing the person that you're with is really important because you don't know what may be there. So if right, you're just free, right. free merely just mm -hmm. saying anything that comes to the top of your mind and you're not careful, you might not know. She could be storing that stuff in the back of her mind. Mm -hmm. Something happened mm -hmm. and it's like, yes. ah, every time mm -hmm. you said this, this meant this, when right. it could have been innocent from the beginning. So just being careful mm -hmm. and knowing you're, you're the person that you're with, I think is really important. Right. And then too, you do... You don't want to live a life where mm, I have not seen a woman. There is no woman mm -hmm. on this earth. No, like mm -hmm. this is what I want to get to. And in, in I want everyone to get to in a relationship where we're able to not over sexualize anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like everything got to be like if a black. OK, you got black people that have beautiful skin, beautiful physique, man or woman. Brother, you're built nice. Sister, you have a great smile. I want to be able to say that without feel like there's more to it than that. Right, right. But because of trauma, because right. of the issues that people face, I understand it. Hey, I don't think you ever want to get to, in my opinion, I would never want to get too comfortable with my significant other complimenting another guy. Mm -hmm. Because if you allow it, I think, and it becomes just a norm in your relationship, right. then it takes her eyes off of what I possess that brings her the joy and the satisfaction in the situation that looking at somebody else doesn't even come yeah. into Thought or not because it's just not how we live. You better not be complimenting guys more than you complimenting me. So you're something she had attraction to her because she's acknowledging them. And it's not me over time. Okay. It could become a thing where maybe it is an attraction or maybe there's something she's found in a certain physique type that every time she sees it, because I've allowed it and seem to be okay with it, she wants to compliment. For me, I don't, I think. I wouldn't be comfortable um, with that being just a norm in, mm -hmm. in the situation. What if that's yes, if it happens. What if she's a complimented person? She compliments babies and old men. Like, and like I said, it's about, it's, it's about the, it's about the approach, the intention behind it. Okay. You know, okay. And if it's done with a level of maturity and tact, then it's no issue. I feel that. I feel that. Because I'm one of people, if I see someone with pretty eyes, oh, you're going to know it. When she, okay, so when we first were talking, she did that one time and it made me feel a type of way. Well, I was at, there was this guy at, in junior college, just random guy. She was like, oh my goodness, your eyes are so pretty. I was just like, oh, she's so pretty. What does she mean by her? <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Until I realized. Like the next minute. She just, she's the type of person, if she sees something that's nice, she's going to compliment She's going to compliment everybody 14 times. Absolutely, I like it, man. I like this. I like your shoes. I like that. That's nice. Oh, I really like your makeup. I like your necklace. Oh, I like it. That's the type of person. I saw that you told me And so. Literally. She'll put it She's so beautiful. She was an older lady. I'm like, she's so pretty. She loves her. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to think I'm this. So that's that. So I walked around. <laughs> walked around. Because I'm like, I got to let her know. I've got to fuck her up. Finally, I was like. You're so beautiful. She's like, oh, so are you? Because she was just that here. I'm like, I don't know if she knows it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta let her know. I gotta let her know. You're so beautiful. I don't know. You're so beautiful. 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 You're so beautiful
<laughs> yeah, so what? He stayed for one. Yeah, you're the pair that I'll be yeah. like. Okay, let me t- t- let you go right now. He stay moisturized. <laughs> he like it. that vegan. It's that vegan food. That's what it is. He didn't put no moisture. Yeah, on he put just a vegan vegetable. All right. But I understood. I understand. I understand. Okay. Man, it would take this long for every question. We ain't <laughs> well, no, we're gonna pick the right one. I like. Okay. So, mm. do you expect the home chore workload to be 50-50? Mm. You asked him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I could tell you what I do. Home chore workload to be 50-50. Nah. Not in this. No. I'm the type where I could, I could pick up the workload all on my own. It all depends on just the mood and, and you know, my lady may not feel like anything and that's okay, you know, to relax and go wind down while I take care of what I need to take care of. So mm-hmm. it's not about 50-50, it's about knowing your partner for me and mm-hmm. if they are in the mood or in a place where they can give that 50-50 and that's okay. It's not a 50-50, it ain't even putting a label or title to it. It's just about who can do what when they can do it or feel at their best. And you may not always feel at your best when needing to handle chores. So for me, I don't want to believe in the 50-50 Because I know women only got one good week out of a month. Yeah, we really have a one good week where we're feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> that, so you said you're not giving her workload? No, I'm not saying that. Like, we went to school, but I'm still saying some, some things, some, some parts of it, I'm like completely drained and I can't, like, I really don't have the energy to do anything and I'm like trying to push forward I just, what I can. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, let me get, we got a good seven days. And what did you learn that? Like, did you see that oh, growing yeah. up or did you pick up on that along the way. I'll tell you right out of my mouth, just about to say it comes I think it comes with the level of independence that you have established for yourself okay. prior to being in a relationship. That's good. And I think for me, having established that and having took care of my own responsibilities all these years yeah. and I like to yeah. make sure home is in right. you know, I'm okay. So coming into a relationship, it just makes it easier for me to be able to manage the workload and not feel overwhelmed because, I, I mean, I, I've done it before. But I think it's more than that, too, because you have to, there are some people that are single right now and they're do, they're taking the workload for everything, whether that be their woman and they're taking on the pen, all their bills, whether they be men and they're, you know, doing everything for themselves. But they have this expectation that when I have somebody in my life, they're going to take all of this off. Yeah. Like, but what you said was really, really dope because... It show more consideration for the person. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, when you come into my space, that's your plate. Nah, I'm like, let's figure out where you're at. Happy and I, yeah. man, that that's beautiful. And we had to we had to grow yeah. in that place. Yeah, so that's not something like that. I think so. All right. <laughs> Are you currently dealing with wounds from past romantic or non-romantic relationships? Yes. Because I think that um, I'm learning that we look at healing as linear and it's constantly doing this hmm. because as I been by myself and it's probably the longest I've been by myself I don't know what still may trigger once I do get with someone hmm. you know so you can think that you feel from certain things and then once you get with someone then those old things so 
I think that I'm still in this space where I'm still trying to process why I allowed these things. Because at the end of the day, you can't be victim for the rest of your life. I allowed all that to happen. So still trying to figure out why did I allow it. I did therapy for a little bit. She told me I didn't know my worth. And that was eye-opening, it looks like. She ain't have to say it like that, yes. but okay. Um, but under, but so now on that journey of learning my worth, but again, once I'm in a situation, I don't know what old things would get triggered and I'll, and I have to try to check those things because at the end of the day, I don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. So I'm only trying to, I'm trying to now reimagine relationships and how it can look being healthy because Sometimes toxic is fun. Break up, we make up, and yeah. like, and we and we've been trained that that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's okay just going be going back and forth, back and forth, and it's like a. And I don't want that anymore. I think I'm so drained, and I really want the feeling of being with someone who feels like home. But again, I just that part kind of like. I don't want to, I'd be like, I don't want to run them away <laughs> with my trauma, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I, I know that it's still there. Because even when I sit in by myself sometimes, like, I still, I think of those old situations and I can still get triggered a little bit, you know? So, yeah, I'm definitely still a work in progress when it comes to those things. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's a help, what she's, her response, do you think that's, is that a healthy way to think, a, help, a healthy space to be in? I do believe it's a process. I do believe it takes, it takes time to overcome certain circumstances. But this is what I've learned in my journey of dealing with past wounds. It's all about where you fixated your thoughts in your mind, because that's what helped me to overcome a lot. In the unhealthy piece of that is continuing to think that you have the answers or you are going to be the one to help yourself overcome the challenge of the past. Mm-hmm. So it allow me not to get too spiritual, but what allowed me to overcome past situations, beginning to put my focus in the higher source, in God, in Christ for me, that allowed me to see myself how he sees me. And that allowed me to find joy in understanding that every trial, every circumstance is creating something greater in me if I'm willing to release or to let go of the thing that tried to trip me up, but yet I was able to find my way through him. But now how do I take that power and run that race and not allow those things to trip me up? And that's all about how I am continuing to fix my mind on things that are higher than the past circumstances mm-hmm. or the thing that could be lingering trying to trip you up at any moment. Mm-hmm. So it's about how you position yourself. And if you what used to kill me was this idle time where I wasn't in my word or I wasn't utilizing the time wisely so that I will overcome, break those chains and heal my spiritual brokenness because that's what it was. I was broken spiritually. Yeah. And in order for me to overcome that, I had to build up my strength in Christ. Yeah. And so for that, I'm able to now see myself from the past, but not allow it to hinder my progress and what I've made in finding myself again. So 
That's 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 funny. Funny. <laughs> I know, but it works. So funny. It's not funny, but it's so ironic that you said you trying to see, uh, see yourself the way you see you. Cause that's my dating prayer. Wow. That I ask him you know, to allow me to see myself the way he sees me. And I say, because you see something in me that I obviously right now am still trying to figure out. Mm. And so if I can do that. Like that's literally my daily prayer mm. to see myself the way he sees me. And that's the fight. That's the real war. It's yeah. not really yeah. about the trauma. It's like I'm learning to try to receive what you said and believe what you said. You said something really interesting about focusing your thoughts and all that. And I truly believe that. And I believe like what you say, set your gaze upon will inform you, will disciple you. So if I'm setting my gaze upon my pain, my pain dictates how I move, how I relate to people, how I love, all of that. But if I set my gaze on his healing and his his truth, mm-hmm. then I truly believe this. Faith is really, for lack of better words, it's really being delusional to truly believe. Dare yourself to believe that the crazy stuff that God is saying about you as beautiful as he sees you. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. you're yeah. as powerful as he sees you. You're actually his daughter. You are mm-hmm. a righteous mm-hmm. child. And all of those mm-hmm. things that I struggled to, to really truly believe because my past lied to me, my day lies to me, my mm-hmm. condition mm-hmm. lied to me, what I got in my account lies to me. So Lord, I wanna focus <laughs> on what you gotta say, even mm-hmm. if that truth stands at odds with my past, mm-hmm. my conditions. Mm-hmm. My, I always say, put your reality in quotation. My reality, mm-hmm. all of those things like, all right, God, you said I'm healed. I'll feel healed. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel broken sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you said I'm healed. I'm a believe it. Believe it. I swear. I'm going I'm to I'm say it. I'm going to believe it and I'm going to walk in there. How soon would you be willing to open up with the person you're dating about your deepest struggle? Struggles. Sing. Um, as soon as my heart allows, um, I have come so far in, and that's a great question, I kind of struggle with convincing myself that I would be accepted, you know, in my past mistakes and things that I've had to, you know, overcome that, you know, will I be seen as someone who has been liberated from that or will I see, be seen as someone who is you know, always going to be remembered for my past, right? So me, I was like, ah, how do I reconcile that? How do I come to a point where I own what I know God has put in my heart and has helped me to become the man that I am today and be comfortable with expressing myself in that way that I, that old me is not here. I'm a new man in Christ. And so that's how I live my life daily. So I believe meeting someone who presenting themselves to be someone who is holy in a sense, who is accepting of someone who has a past will allow me in up and, and as a man who is discerning in that area, I I know when I feel like someone that I'm speaking or sharing with is able to receive that sort of, you know, pride news from me right and so i only would share if i feel comfortable in that in that sense and i think i know through spiritual discernment whether or not a person is mature enough to receive that from me that's good 
That's good. That's good. I couldn't have answered it better myself. That, that, that. <laughs> All right, it's your it's your turn. <laughs> so we got Y'all taking it deep. I know, man. Y'all like, <laughs> <"Fuck this."> <laughs> You hear this all the time. Would you be okay with your husband remaining friends with his ex? You know, not getting something that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like a yes and a no. Um, because I feel like some relationships were just better off as friendships and probably and they probably just really don't see each other in essence at all. But then I don't know why you asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, because I can get the maturity level because um because my because uh my uncle is still friends with his high school girlfriend. Like she still comes around the family. Okay. So okay. so that's how the thing so in that type of sense I can get. Um, I don't know, because the thing a baby daddy, baby mama. What you doing? Oh, like, I don't want to sign off. It's okay, stay yeah, your truth. So, <laughs> I, I really, I don't think it should be a level of friendship to where we should be a level of friendship. Let me put it that way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I don't think that that person should be someone that you're running to and telling yeah. things about us. So mm-hmm. in that sense, they can be an associate. Mm-hmm. They can't really be a friend. Got gotcha. you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable, even if I'm still cool with one of my exes, I wouldn't feel comfortable with running and telling them about what we have going on. Because sometimes you still don't know if they still make Mm-hmm. You know, have a little song more. Yeah. Or they just may not be in the space where they actually can give you actually really good advice. Yeah. You know, so it's just, you just never know. But associates, yeah, friends, because there's levels to these, to friends. Yeah. It's levels yeah. to it. So associates, y'all cool, whatever like that. Y'all may check in. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You, you, just, you know, I just want to check in, make sure everyone's good. That's cool. Yeah. 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 But friends, mm. Yeah, okay. I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I want to say, going back to when you share about uh, he being healed and stuff like that, just from this conversation, I, I'm going to tell you this. You're a very honest person. Like, to share that, like, some people would take that as an opportunity to try to present their best self, their most acceptable self, <laughs> which is, I'm good. I'm strong. But to say, you know, to take your time and to say, I'm in the process. And I want, I want to know what it looks like to be in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that is the first step towards recognizing I'm on a journey and it's an upward journey. The fact that it also ties into what he said, which is, I don't have all the answers. I realized. I thought I knew what was healthy. I was doing stuff that I thought was healthy and it wasn't healthy and it was toxic. I'm, I'm going to therapy. I'm learning and I'm growing. And I think for me, one of the greatest traits in a person who can't, who's someone that can work with in the relationship is someone that's able to see themselves. Yeah. Self-awareness? Like to go in a relationship to broken where? <laughs> <laughs> like to say that I don't know what could possibly trigger. That is so honest. And for you to be able to communicate that, give someone the tools to be able to say, okay, now I know where to pray with you. 
Now I know how to comfort you. Now I know how to navigate around it. But imagine trying to conceal that stuff and try to say, you know, I'm ready because you, you're thinking that the next relationship is going to patch up that thing. Now you're like, no, <laughs> if you're going to accept me, accept that there are things that I'm still trying to figure out and I don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm looking for the answers. I believe that's a good first step to be at. So I love that. And, and I think it's great to note that you don't have necessarily have to go into a relationship healed. Um, someone would accept your faults and accept you for who you are if they're mature enough to receive that and to help you through it. Like, yeah, I, you, I hear, gotta be a friend. I, you are, I, I hear, I hear people say, uh, I'm not here to save you, mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm. But I think that comes from a worldly sort of perspective, I believe. Mean. And when you look at it from a sense, no, you're not trying, you're not that therapist. Yeah. But yet, if you have the heart of God where you understand that a person has been through a journey and they're trying yeah. to continue on that journey but become a better version of themselves, then you accept them where they are, but then you start to help them in a way where the things that you bring into their life more. is more. filling them up with what's necessary for them to continue on that level of healing and growth, right? And so I think that's so important when you meet someone. If somebody is not mature enough to understand that and to accept that, it's okay to walk away and say, you know what? You're not going to be the one to help me heal. You're not going to be the one to provide me with what's conducive to my healing. Wow. Yeah. And so what's the line? Because I feel like that's a line because like you said, that's, that's really beautiful, what you just said, by the way. But there's the other side of it is, okay, so you're trying to say that it's okay to get with a project. It's okay to get with someone who is toxic, who is broken, so I could bring my healed self and they could bring me down? Like, why would I attach myself to someone who has such weights? Wouldn't they just bring me down? Mm. And I'll, I'll answer a little bit for that. To a certain extent, there can be truth to someone being in that situation, but I think it's, there's two mindsets. And I think you highlighted one mindset. One mindset says, I know where I'm at and I'm reaching up for help. The other mindset, it says, I'm, I'm where I'm at and I want to do what I want to do in this situation and not, and I'm not looking inward. I have no plans to grow. I have no plans to change. Take me as I am. That's a dangerous person that just says, take me as I am, like it or not. Yes, I got an attitude. I've been through what I've been through. I got my statement. That's when it becomes a project. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I just, and yeah, both of those could be the case. It depends on the mindset. Yeah. Right? Um, but for somebody that really want to heal, oh. they have to, they have to get to the point where they have, they have to let go. They have to let go if they want a healthy relationship. Right. And you can kind of see it, who those people. I don't mean to cut. No, no, you can. You can kind of see who those people are with the relationships that they have around mm -hmm. them. You know, mm -hmm. like I know people in my family that says, "Well, I've, I've been like this. I'm staying mm -hmm. like this." And you see how they treat their kids or mm -hmm. um, friends, how they treat their other friends when they fall. I always say, "Look at how somebody treats their enemy," yeah, because that's going to let you know how they treat you if you guys are a follower. And it's true. So it's true. You, have to, you never can be surprised by someone's behavior when they start acting like that towards you mm -hmm. when you condoned it when they right. when it's right, right. It's good to know. I'm sorry. You can go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 
was just going to say, I'm actually reading um, the book by Bell Hooks. My uh, homegirl, Dr. Littleton, she put me on to it. It's called All About Love, New Visions. And she took me out like in the first intro, in first chapter. And she said that she was searching for a definition for love because she didn't, it was like no one could really give an actual definition for it because it's not just a feeling it's not even just an action like right. what is it and she used the um definition from the road as travel book it's the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one or another spiritual growth mm. and so when you think about it and you yeah. think about even our god's love for us god is, extends himself Kind mm. for mm. us to grow in them, to grow mm. spiritually. Mm. So love is supposed is supposed to be this nurturing to inspire and to help someone's growth. It's like you say, love is a choice. Actually, mm. Mm. it's not just this feeling like we have. We've been doing dimensions of love, mm. like the caring, mm. the nurturing, the um, feeling, like those are dimensions. And she even used this word. I'm gonna mess the word up, but it's called cathet. Really? And that's what we've been confused in love with because it's this energy of us connecting with someone and this feeling, but we like, we love someone, but are they really, is it, are we nurturing their spiritual growth? Wow. Are we really doing it? That's good. And so it even helped me with my, my sons. I was like, do you have to apologize for all the times I will them back in the day? Because she's, she always love and the peers cannot coexist. And that, just that, phrase is just like when you think about it like Charlotte she said think about it when they would be like oh we're I'm doing this for y'all I'm good mm -hmm. you know I, it hurts me more and I and you know I've replicated yeah you know and it's like but they cannot like and so it did teach us that we mm -hmm. love can hurt sometimes yeah but God's love doesn't hurt us mm -hmm. so he does think he allows us to go through things to develop us and to grow us yes and so I am a firm believer that even though I allow myself to go through all those situations. They still worked out for my good. Yes, yeah, I'm yes, here yes. for, you know, yes. it, it gets there. But it's just like, I got to look at it to where it's that adopting okay. love that God yeah. does for me. And I got to have it for myself mm -hmm. to extend to others. Yeah. Girl, you are going to feel You got this. I know we're thinking. You just actually said exactly what I was going to say before, before you start talking that it starts within with loving yourself too. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a firm believer that when you begin to work on yourself, what God aligns with you in your past, you will know that person that's for you when you see them. Mm -hmm. I truly believe when you're working on yourself, because you get, when you start loving yourself and you, the hill it takes place, there is no one or nothing that can come in a way to separate you from God in that he would have been in that with you, yeah. building you, molding you, developing you, preparing you for what is to come. And no one that, that if they don't add any value to you right. and the well-being that you find yourself, you know, uh, being filled with, if a person come along, you will know, I believe, right away whether or not they're the one for you yeah. because you would have established a new foundation for yourself mm -hmm. because you would have done the work on yourself, mm -hmm. right? So I think that's key too. And you spoke of agape love, and that is so key. I think that's so key when you talk about truth. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? I love what you just said. Oh, yeah. You set the foundation. Yeah. 
You know, you know what's rare, and I'm, we're we're done. But you know what's rare? The fact that one, I've never met you before. I haven't I haven't seen you that many times. But we don't do this enough. We meet hanging out, we watch movies, and we we get with our friends, all this and all that stuff. And sometimes we don't talk and have deep conversations until a fire happens. And, oh, this person died, or you broke up, or you got a divorce. Why don't we have enough conversations that actually allow us to sift through the things that are really important that can help us and heal us? Because I believe after this conversation, we're all more aware, spiritually aware. Like when you just said, love is pouring into someone nurture. I'm like, man, I got to. I gotta do better. I gotta make sure that I'm ever, that my, my, my love is actually love when I'm dealing with my friends, with my children, with my wife, when I'm poor and I'm with a nurture, extent of myself. And so conversations like this is what we're trying to get to. We want this to be the norm of our culture. We can sit down with cars like this, that we came up with cars like this to just stir the pot and have some fun, get some laughs, but let's go deeper. And not become badass. Ooh. Yeah. That's the thing that I am so tired of yes i am studying africana women studies at the clark atlanta university come on <laughs> did you did everybody know that you're going for your phd yeah go girl with the praying and like you going my you got yeah but um and we and i know the intersectionality of black women and i know but it's just this constant combativeness between black men and black women. I just wanted to end. Because at the end of the day, we really want to get real deep. And before we started taping, he was talking about show of slavery. But if we really want to get deep, <laughs> but if we really want to get deep, we have over 400 years of generational trauma. And that's starting. And so a lot of things that we're, we're trying to, we're trying to address issues like on the surface, as far as like where we are now, and we haven't peeled back those layers. And when you actually start to study and research enslavement and you see what that institution really did, then we'll start having a better conversation yeah. and yeah. not be at, at, at a, against each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's different. Yeah. You got it. I'm very sorry. Y'all, thank you so much, baby. Even for the soul, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Nice to it. Yes. All right. So we just finished wrapping up, things. We did. And I think the conversation went very well. Uh, just on so many levels. Everybody, got, I mean, I liked all of them. But we got to see. Would you recommend him for a friend? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, how would you rate his readiness for a relationship? I actually would give him... I would give him a 9.5 only because I feel like no one is can may not always be fully ready. You know what I'm saying? I think that once they are in it, then it you really see what's in their readiness. Oh, but um, you know what? As far as his self awareness, um, the way he's worked on himself, Mm -hmm. um, someone who's done that and someone who has that um, strong foundation with God um, and understands. Let me stop saying. But it understands that God's, his relationship with God is important and it's the core. I believe those are key foundations for a man to be able to pour into a woman. 9.5. That's pretty high. It is high. I mean, I don't know if you just fooling us or not. (laughs) All right. How would you rate his ease, ease to talk? It was, he was really 
I'm gonna give him a tune on that. Yeah, Cause he really he he dived in and he didn't he didn't back down from any question. Right. He was able to converse, have an intellectual conversation. He wasn't combative, even if he didn't fully agree. He knew how to have a conversation and acknowledge your point, and then say why I don't agree. And this is like he had a conversation. Yeah, he could do that. So yeah. that's very very important. Yeah, I get especially with the one, the one question about, uh, what you want your significant other to compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think all three of us had a different perspective. Right. He's thin. He's you know, solid. he's thin. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did not waver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. What piece of advice would you give him if, um, he was about to enter into a relationship? If you have any. Um. I will tell him to not go in it with so much pressure on the other as far as them being at the same, not same, but kind of close to the same level Mm -hmm. and be willing to accept certain differences, even if um, certain differences that doesn't break you guys, yeah, but actually makes you better. So I can get, I give him those. Yeah, I could see that because I probably tell he probably gonna be the mature one in relationship anyway. I know because I was, yeah, yeah, yeah he'll be so self aware. It's like somebody got to be the more mature one. So I'm gonna give it to yeah, him. I'm gonna be the goofy yeah. one. I'm gonna laugh. I can find laughing. I might laugh I, in the face and be like, I agree. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. This this the hard one right here. Would you say this is someone you would recommend to a friend? I would. Do I have No. <laughs> I'm saying friends. Um, those are my married ways. But um, I definitely would uh, recommend him to you because we, as women, he's someone who we claim we want. And I think that. A lot of us are just not meeting those mm-hmm. or putting ourselves in spaces or even, let me tell you like this, our energy is not attracting it because we're probably still that. But he is, he is someone who I feel can definitely um, support, nurture, care, and just truly be, be able to lead that family. Right. Um, so I would definitely recommend that for a friend. That's good. And a lot of times... We want to see our friends with the best. Mm-hmm. And imagine if you and your friend got into an argument or something. You don't want somebody, oh, yeah, you don't need to be talking to her. I don't like her. You want someone that's going to help bring the friendship together. Right. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend. I, do I know somebody that? That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. Yeah, I would recommend him as well. Yeah, he's good. Man, that was a conversation. Yeah, that was a conversation, man. I'm, I'm really, really grateful that you got to, to speak life. You were speaking life, man. You was like a low-key preacher. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is on the call. Yeah, it was, she touched me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you all did. And I just felt the Holy Spirit moving in me mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I was, I had a, an answer. For what it is that she was expressing, yeah, and so, and uh, I pray that it touched her. We took our. So we're just gonna do like on a scale of one to ten for the next couple questions. So I will ask this on a scale of one to ten: ten being ex- excellent, one being needs a lot of work. How would you rate her emotional maturity? 
Um, I put about uh, five. Five. Okay. Why do you say five? Um, because I believe she understands where she falls short, mm-hmm. uh, but she's yet to do the work mm-hmm. okay. to get herself on the right path to overcoming things of the past. Okay. Uh, I feel like she she knows where she kind of go a little left. Okay. She knows she go a little right. She knows what she's looking back at. But she hasn't fixed her thoughts straight ahead okay. on that path before her that would allow her to order the steps in a way where she no longer have to be pulled and pressured, well, you know, or thrown off course to handle her hip. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. I, I see that. Thank you for that. How about on a scale of one to ten, her ease, um, her ease and being, okay, how would you rate her being easy to talk to? I got a fifth question. How would you rate her in ease of talking to her? Definitely a 10. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's very easy to talk to. Okay. I liked her openness, which I felt through her being open enough to share a story mm-hmm. that was brave and courageous. And I saw that she was, even in her posture and how she turned towards me yeah. as I was speaking to her, okay. that she was in a position to receive. That's good. And so I, I, I picked up on that. So that allowed me to open up and, and to share what I felt um, was was conducive, I'll say, in the moment. Uh, so if she was postured a different way, it would have kind of said, okay, maybe she's not. Okay. Yeah, it would have. I, I could have, you know, because she wasn't shying away from her story. Gotcha. You know, she was... You know, she had no shame about it. Yeah. You know, and that showed a level of bravery for me. Yeah. And that showed me also that that somebody who is on the right path to healing. You know, although she has yet to, and I know I said earlier that she had to put in like the steps and, you know, the, the measures that would allow her to overcome it. Yeah. But she, she, she understands what is needed. Guys, this moment. That's important. Yeah. That's important. Okay. Let me ask you this. What would you rate her readiness on a ten on a scale of one to ten, her readiness for a relationship? Um I don't think she's even uh I'll say about a one. A one? He said about one. Okay. I know. Why you say why you say one? You don't think she's there yet. I don't think she's there yet because she That she's still dealing with those internal wounds. Okay. And I do believe that once she began letting go, because it's one thing to still have those wounds, but you finally said, I'm going to move forward and, and not allow it to trip me up. Yeah. I, yeah. But it's another thing to have those wounds continue to dictate whether or not you feel that you are equipped to get in a relationship. And so I saw from her in her response that, you know, she, she said she don't know what a healthy relationship look like. Okay. But I believe when you start to do the work on yourself, you 
you come to a realization with saying what you would like a healthy relationship to be. Got it. Got it. And so instead of looking outward to say, this is what I want to help. And I think that where, that's where people mistakenly find the wrong person because they're looking outward versus looking within to build themselves. So then you will understand greater as to what a healthy relationship looks like for you. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. I like what you just said. Looking inward. I like that. I'm actually going to steal that. Okay. <laughs> what piece of advice would you give her if she was about to enter a relationship? What would you tell her if she was sitting here right there? Definitely love yourself. Um, accept that we all have a story to tell. And that story, as she mentioned, has worked for her good. Yeah, I, yeah. So she's able to see her talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and just for her to use that as power, use that as ammunition, use that as weapon. Yes. A weapon, you know, in this warfare that we find ourselves in. Because if you're not, if you don't use it in that way, what can happen is those same things that got you before can come around, it's still lurking. Yeah. It's like, if, if you're not aware, right? When you're using your power, it keeps you aware that, okay, yeah, I know I've been through the trenches, but yet I know I have everything, all power in my hand, not to allow it to get me off course here today again, to get me again. So yeah, so just, just begin to accept, you know, that she is still in, but also know that, you know, if she began loving herself more, She'll begin to gain more strength and power in utilizing what she's learned from her past so that she can move into a great future. I love that. I love that. I like that. That's empowering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lastly, would you say that she's someone that you'd recommend to a friend? Yes. Okay. Yes. I sense that she has a good heart. Okay. And I think you can have a good heart, but still need restoring gotcha right that's good so that that heart could you know just come into the light more so that you can be it could be watered or yeah. you could receive the word i heard leave moss of blossom i was about to say talking to me about when it rose rosebud yeah that's true <laughs> a young rose that yet to full development i think that's a lot of us in our journey so i think in that yes like what she you know Begin to focus in toward, you know, allowing God, I would say, to affect his power in her. Yeah. And in loving herself more. Yeah. That heart, that goodness that's already within her mm. will come out and shine even greater. If that one that spoiled her will see that, mm. that that person possesses a beautiful heart, beautiful speak. That's good. And that, that what I think will, will help in the long run to establish a healthy relationship. Great thing about a rosebud is people appreciate them when they blossom. Yes. It's, but it's still a rose. It's you still have all the petals yes. within it. Yes. But when they blossom. blossom. Ah. Yeah. Man, I want to thank you because I don't think you were just speaking to and for her, but for everyone that needs to hear that. Man, I'm going to eat that, man. It's time to be watered. Watered. It's yeah. time to love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that 
God could do his work through you. Yeah. I love that. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Being well. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. All right. <laughs>